What's up, guys? Welcome to the Don't Forget to Love podcast with me, Mara Sullivan. Today's episode is about setting yourself up to be the best version of yourself and operate at the level you want to be on, taking a look at things you can do to improve your life, make it easier for you doing the thing doing things that require discipline and consistency are not always easy but there are systems that you can put in place and routines and habits you can have that will make doing the hard things easier i'm going to be getting super specific in depth as granular as possible about things that have improved my life the most and how you can implement some of these things in your life especially when setting yourself up for a good year so this will be a longer episode i love a lot podcast episode we're going to be talking about being more efficient more productive overall optimizing your life optimizing just means making the best and most effective use of anything in this case making the most effective use of your time your habits your life all the different areas of your life affect all the other areas i noticed how true this is when my mom passed away unexpectedly in november although it is the hardest thing i have ever been through because i have been living a healthy healthy lifestyle, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, I can really see how being good in all of these areas has had a big a big impact on my grieving process. Of course, it hurts and it'll always be sad and I'm able to deal with extremely difficult emotions. I have healthy things that I already know how to do to make myself feel better when I feel horrible. I am able to live with grief instead of letting it consume me. I don't just talk about healthy coping mechanisms and the importance of having a spiritual and faith practice and being mindful of the things you consume and being intentional with your money and the people in your life. I don't just talk about all this stuff for fun. I share it because these little things make the biggest difference in your life. I am far from perfect, but I do my best to take care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, financially emotionally being in a good place and being able to handle hard things and not let them break you doesn't just happen life is hard and you have to prepare your mind body soul every day just for the honestly like just the straight up foolishness that life throws at us all the time when I had to take off work when my mom passed my boss told me that I had not used a sick day all year and that is wild (laughs) I did not notice it until they said it living a healthy lifestyle makes your life better and it really does allow you to operate more efficiently like I said I will say it until I'm blue in the face but the smallest things make the biggest difference those basic habits that you hear repeated over and over have the biggest impact on your life drinking enough water I shoot for five to eight bottles a day those are like just 16 ounce water bottles getting enough sleep for me it has to at least be seven hours more on the days I allow myself to sleep in once or twice a week, eating clean, not no artificial crap in my food, no chemicals. If I read a label and I can't pronounce like an ingredient, I'm probably not going to put it in my body. I try to eat as organic as possible, as little sugar as possible, alcohol, basically twice a month max, if that. And listen, I'm not stupid, you guys. Like, I'm 25 years old. I know you want to have fun. I want to have fun. Life is meant to be jo- enjoyed and lived. And when I have my shots of tequila or whiskey and my chips and margaritas and the fancy lattes with all the sugar and having my takeout and going out to eat, I enjoy those things. I'm just conscious and intentional to not do that stuff all the time, doing my best to 
let the good outweigh the bad. And I have um, healthy stuff that I really enjoy, like my popcorn. You guys know that's my favorite snack. Dark chocolate while I'm watching a show or a movie is honestly my own personal heaven on earth. So if health or weight loss is one of your goals this year, do your best to find healthy things that make you feel just as good as the unhealthy stuff that you might be missing. There are so many alternatives available to us right now. There are things like gluten-free organic pretzels. Like who would have even thought like that's a real thing? Like it sounds (laughs) so extra to say, but like this stuff is out here. Avocado oil chips, which are way healthier than regular chips because most common oils are super bad for us. Purdue, the brand, has organic chicken tenders, and their nuggets are so good. I love Annie's. That's also organic. They're, <laughs> basically, their SpaghettiOs are so good. Like I like kid food, if y'all cannot tell. Um, I also love steak, grass-fed beef. There are so many healthy, really good food and snack options. You can have fun and have a great life and be healthy at the same time. Things like sleep, food, drinks, water. The people you surround yourself with, these things will simply make you feel good or bad. If you want to improve the quality of your life, nine times out of ten, the quantity of the things and people in your life decrease. And here's what I mean by that. We have all heard the saying, it's lonely at the top. That's because when you have a successful life, you don't do what everyone else is doing. Your circle gets smaller when you suddenly don't want to hit the clubs or the bars all the time or even... When you do go to the clubs or bars, you know, when you do go out, maybe you'll just have one drink instead of five and you don't feel like hooking up with random strangers or you start to prioritize work and saving money or you get into church and you don't want to do the things that you used to do and go the places that you want that you used to go or you just get more mature in general and you start thinking differently about your life and you want to get more settled and stable the circle will naturally get smaller and it's supposed to same thing when you decide to eat healthier or lose weight um i know we have i know we all have to like walk on eggshells now when we're talking about weight loss but it is just fact that on a weight loss journey you will be consuming less food than you used to the quality of your food should be going up when you're getting healthier and normally the the quality of it will usually the quantity of it will usually go down because you're simply not buying as much food and snacks as you used to or takeout or going out you guys know i am very passionate about health and wellness food like what you put in your body because every single thing you eat affects the overall quality of your life your brain literally operates higher or lower depending on the food that you eat what you drink substances everything you consume We can also look at ways you can be more efficient, which basically means making your life easier. Things like laying your clothes out the night before, keeping a water bottle with you at all times, scheduling your workout, and not giving yourself excuses for not going or not doing your workouts, not keeping junk food in the house, not even buying it in the first place, not spending money on stupid stuff, not tempting yourself by going in the store or going on a website. It's these little things that make the biggest difference. Make getting to your goals easier on yourself. See those hard decisions like telling yourself no and like see those things as making your life easier, not hard things that you have to do. You have to um, also remind yourself to follow through. When you tell yourself you're going to do something, do you do it? It's that simple. And whether or not you follow through depends on the person you want to be and the life that you want 
for example, like cleaning annoys me. I know it's calming and it's therapeutic for a lot of people. I am not one of those people. But when I set a timer for just five or 10 minutes and I get as much done as I can in a short amount of time, it's usually easy to clean. I do not like clutter. I don't like messiness. And so I have to clean. When looking at the year as a whole, something that really puts things into perspective for me when thinking about this year, instead of just making my monthly wall calendars, I make my own. I just use a sheet of paper, a pen, and a ruler, and I make them myself. I also now do a yearly calendar on one page. So what I mean is I take a sheet of paper, same size I use for my monthly calendar, and I use a pen and a ruler to divide it into 12 big sections. And I write the months of the year in each box and I write things that I know I'm doing and the important things um, for each month in each month's box. This month, for example, I have jury duty and I'm visiting family from out of town. Um, or I had family visiting from out of town this weekend because it was a holiday weekend. February, I have like a bunch of friends' birthdays and it's also Valentine's Day and I'm going on a trip at the end of that next month. All the way in August, I'm going away for a bachelorette um, bachelorette weekend. And so I just fill in like the big important things that I know I have coming up each month of this year and it really makes it digestible to see all the months of the year together on one page. Obviously, you can do this on any size paper, even a poster board, but I really recommend laying out all 12 months on one page and having those major, the major things that you already know are happening on there. The smaller things can go on a monthly calendar, but I put all like the big and small things on the monthly calendar. But having um, something, there's just something about seeing all the months of the year on one like page, one piece of paper in one place. It really helps the year not seem so massive and overwhelming. Plans change, things come up, but it's really nice to have an idea of what's going on and things to look forward to and things to expect this year. You guys know I love love. It is the literal title of this podcast. I love romance. So naturally, Valentine's Day is my favorite commercial holiday. I honestly like Valentine's Day more than Christmas. I am not a fan of it being called Valentine's Day because if you guys know about like St. Valentine and the massacre and the story behind Valentine's Day. It's actually really dark and sad, like most commercial holidays are, unfortunately. But I do love the idea of having one day dedicated to celebrating and focusing on love and romance. I already got myself the little mini heart balloons on a stick. And I they are like really cute. I got some to-go cups, um, like to-go hot cups with hearts all over all all over them. Like, if most of America can celebrate Christmas for two months, most people do all of November and December for Christmas, I can celebrate Valentine's Day for two months starting now. So I do not feel like I'm starting too early. I will say I am not a fan of going out on Valentine's Day, regardless of if I'm dating or single. I love a chill night or at-home date night or like a nice hotel, but going to a restaurant or anywhere to me on Valentine's Day always feels too stressful and too much pressure. I'll get dressed up order some food, snacks. You guys know I love dark chocolate anyway. Popcorn, light some candles, roses, put on a fun movie, and just have like a relaxing romantic evening. I do that whether I'm with someone or not. Even though I love love and romance, I'm not a huge fan of all the pressure that comes with Valentine's Day and just spending a ton of unnecessary money. I do like spurging, spurging on roses, food, 
maybe a nice hotel, but that is like not a necessity. When a guy really likes me, he will go out of his way anyway and does above and beyond just because he wants to. I don't have to ask, but I do think it's important if you know you want a ton of stuff and a specific date for that holiday, tell your significant other that that you know as soon as possible so that they know if i'm seeing someone i make sure that they know i do not like candy hearts i don't like candy in general except for dark chocolate so don't waste your money on that i love good high quality dark chocolate hue is my favorite i don't need teddy bears but i do love roses i don't like going out on valentine's day unless it's a nice hotel maybe a bar just for a drink and i don't drink like wine or champagne I drink tequila so it's like we all know I love good food um or even like good pizza honestly a fun movie watch some throwback shows so I'm not super mushy and have to have all the commercial stereotypical stuff but I do Valentine's Day like in my own way the Bob Marley movie actually comes out on Valentine's Day and I do want to see that so I'll probably do that at some point in February but that month is already busy for me so I'll probably see it when I see it. Anyway, that was a whole tangent about Valentine's Day. You guys get the idea, but have things that you're looking forward to um, throughout this year. When it comes to uh, when it comes to routines, I do not do the same things at the same time every day. I have habits that I do on a daily and weekly basis. They're not just specific to a certain time of day. For example, I walk on my treadmill at least five days a week for 30 minutes, which five days of the week can vary. So depending on my schedule and sometimes it's six or seven days a week, but a a minimum is five. I drink at least, like I said before, five 16 ounce water bottles a day. Sometimes it's more than five. Some days I can get to six or seven, but five is my minimum. If I hit eight, that's great. I do not like eating after 6 or 7, 6.30 or 7 p.m. After 6, I just like to drink water and tea. Again, this is not every day, but most weeks I intermittent fast, five days. One or two nights a week, I might go out, have friends over, or just want popcorn and chocolate while I watch TV at night. Have a more cohesive and streamlined life. The things that you do throughout your day have to make sense. I am all about doing what makes sense. I use the phrase being intentional a lot, but that just means doing what makes the most sense for you and for your life and the kind of life you want to have and the person who you want to be. I'm usually sleep around 10 or 10.30. I usually wake up between 6.30 and 7. My morning routine varies depending on the day. Some days I work from home. Some days I have to commute and go in. I work in childcare and customer service. Typically, I wake up, drink water, make tea or coffee. One or two days a week, I'll like stop at Dunkin' or Starbucks before I go into the office. Lately, it has been Dunkin' because I really like their food. My go-to is the wake-up wrap, the bacon, egg, and cheese wrap with hash browns and their black tea, no cream, no sugar no milk straight black tea it has caffeine i don't like drinking coffee every single day on my in office work days um i honestly typically don't eat lunch i throw some electrolytes in my water i usually have popcorn or apples or like a kind bar or something in my bag i'll have that sometimes green juice I am not a three meals a day person right now. Skip this if it's triggering for you. Sorry to say it, but I don't know. Something about like eating a solid meal when I'm at work. Like I like eating the most when I'm relaxed. And so I really just don't like eating much throughout my workday because I'm at work. So 
I'll either have like breakfast or lunch. Most of the time I really have both. And it's usually breakfast. When I get home, I'll have some type of protein, veggies, small portion of carb variation, um, chicken, fish, shrimp, steak, ground beef, whatever I have on hand with either mixed veggies, green beans, broccoli, some type of vegetable, rice, fries, whatever I have on hand. I try to avoid a ton of carbs or eating heavy in general at night. Sometimes it's a girl dinner that's honestly chicken nuggets and popcorn. Like I do not mind, you know, not having like a massive dinner because I like to eat heavier earlier in the day. I don't really like eating super heavy late at night. Um, I'll honestly will have something like a bowl of oatmeal or soup for dinner, like something light, nothing too crazy. Um, I get the brand Pacific Chicken, but the brand is called Pacific. They have chicken noodle soup. It's on Amazon. It's organic. It's really good. I get them in bulk so that I have something easy when I'm hungry, but I'm too tired to like really cook anything. Tea in the evening always. Typically, it's peppermint or green tea with lemon, raw honey, cayenne pepper. I love to intermittent fast at night, like I said. Um, I typically stop eating. That includes like snacks between six and seven most nights. Usually, I can do that at least five days a week. Um, like I said before, once or twice a week, I'll have like popcorn and dark chocolate while I watch a movie or I'll go out to dinner. Or if I have someone over, I will like order in or something. But on average, I stop eating pretty much between six and seven at night and I'll just have water and tea until I go to sleep. Evening routine also varies. Like if I go into work, I like to eat as soon as I get home, which is around 6 p.m. Ideally, like I already said, some type of protein is already prepped and I'll just throw that in the microwave, make my tea, drink some water, always drink water as soon as I get home for the day. Um, so I am like not really a huge TV person when I watch my reality shows. It's usually on the weekend night, but um, I'm either listening to a podcast or watching YouTube while I'm eating either my girl dinner or whatever I have meal prepped. Right now, I am obsessed with Danielle. I think her last name is Carolyn. Her vlogs. Um, I also love Brooke Michio. They both live in New York City, which is my favorite place in the world. Um, so I basically live vicariously through them. Brooke and Danielle, they have separate YouTube channels, but they are actually best friends and they are, they host the Gals on the Go podcast together. I love their vlogs. I like I watch their vlogs like more than I listen to their podcast, but I like both. You guys know I love Kenzie Elizabeth's YouTube channel and her podcast. I love Janine Amapola on YouTube, Sam Oscarall, Antoinette, Jigla Corian, Michelle B, Rachella, Olivia Jarvis. I love a good vlog. I love watching YouTube vlogs. I watch whoever has posted a new video or I'll watch older vlogs of one of the girls if they don't if they don't have any new ones posted yet. After I eat, I currently I usually work on my content podcast outlines i'm currently working on a website i want to have that up by the summer hopefully sooner i just have so many ideas for my website and i have a vision of how i want it to look and feel and the vibe and the aesthetic that i want i will admit i am being a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to my site i want it to be easy to, easy to navigate and also be the home for all things me and my message and be able to interact with you guys, do newsletters. And so it is in the works. I just want the quality to be really good and just a nice online space. So you could say like that is you could say I work after work, but creating content, it really just makes me happy. Podcasting, writing, designing my website, thinking about newsletters, taking pictures, posting, working on the vision that I have for my art or my brand, if you will. I basically work on this stuff until I get tired around eight or nine. 
I am constantly planning. I use pen and paper and I also use the reminders app on my phone. I take a picture of my monthly calendar so that when I'm out, I have it with me on my phone. If I need to see what I'm doing, like on a particular day in the month, I just pull up the picture that I have of my calendar on my phone. My days are different, but I know the things that I want to do each day and how I want those things like and how much I want to do those things each week. And that's how that's basically just how I operate. Life is a lot and a lot of us are trying to do so many different things, save money, school, work, hit body goals, eat healthy, but still be social and go out, save money, but still have fun and try and treat ourselves because YOLO and clean and get enough sleep. And if you have kids, I cannot even imagine the juggle between having to do so many different things trying to date but still have boundaries and protect your heart and be a good person and protect your peace i feel like this sounds like um america ferrera's like barbie monologue when she gives a speech about women in the movie but it's so true life is a lot of different parts and um it's just it's just a lot to all like figure out at the same time be good with god while still trying to figure your life out plan as much as possible do the best you can pray believe you can actually have what you want um, figure out the person you want to be and the life you want to have and basically just live according to that. Let's talk about being more disciplined and more consistent. How can you make those things that are good for you? Um, but they also might be annoying or hard or difficult. How can you make those things easier for you to do when I don't feel like getting out of bed, especially this time of year when it's cold and dark? Turning on a podcast helps get me going. Like I said before, when I need to clean, I will set a timer. However long I have, it's always helps me to just do it. Also with a podcast on, I love podcasts. That's why I have my own. I listen to all different kinds from celebrity gossip. Comments by Celebs is my favorite celebrity gossip podcast. To personal development, I love Ed Milet, The Skinny Confidential. House guests with Kenzie Elizabeth, Fun on Weekdays with Jenna Palick, Kara Swisher, like she talks about like a lot of political and tech stuff. Money Rehab is a great podcast. Sports, I listen to all the Smoke podcasts. They have the best interviews with like super famous athletes and they also have actors and rappers on there. I love podcasts. When I'm on the treadmill, I watch the vlogs. Everyone who I just mentioned, Brooke and Danielle, Kenzie, Amy Landino is great, Antoinette, whoever uploaded a vlog, that's what I watch when I'm on the treadmill to get through the walk and to make the walk faster. When I'm really tired or I really do not feel like being on the treadmill, I kid you guys not, I'll watch Beyonce live performances on YouTube or I will listen to the Homecoming live album and it works every single time. Like when I put Beyonce on, when I'm watching her live, like dance live and perform live, I literally end up going a lot longer on the treadmill than 30 minutes. It works every time. She just gets me in the zone. <laughs> like she really just pushes me to keep going and to go harder, go longer. I love like watching slash listening to Beyonce when I'm on the treadmill. Um, just her athleticism, her stamina while singing. And of course, the music and dances are so fun. It always gets me through when I do not feel like it, especially um, when I lift weights. I'm following Juice and Toya on YouTube and honestly looking at their bodies as I'm following along is all the motivation that I need to get through those sets like Juice and Toya. If you guys don't know who they are, they are a young couple on YouTube. They have the best workout videos 
and their bodies are insane like uh insane i love their videos so much think about how you can make doing the hard stuff easier i know i want to be healthy and i want my body to look a certain way and so i don't eat junk on a regular basis i try not to keep it in the house it makes it a lot easier on myself to not have it and i have healthy snacks that i do like popcorn chicken tenders fries pizza like that stuff i can bake and so i'm not tempted to order it in um while I think it's called Rao's, R-A-O-S, that brand. It has like the best frozen pizza I've ever had. (laughs) I had given up on frozen pizza for a long time. I hadn't bought frozen pizza in years until now. And I was like, I think I'm going to try this. And that pizza is really good. I think they've gotten better over the years since I was little. I haven't had frozen pizza since I was little. And they taste a lot better now. So (laughs) I think the quality of frozen pizza has gone up. But being consistent and disciplined is easier when you really want the outcome. Why are you following the routine that you set? Why are you doing the habits that you're doing? Knowing your why is motivation for doing the hard things. I would rather tell myself no to um, like a bag of chips or um, a Chanel or like a designer item or to Starbucks now so that I can see a good amount of savings in the bank later. I know that this is vain and people are super sensitive. Like I said, we kind of got to walk on eggshells when we talk about food and diets, but this is just me personally. I would rather tell myself no to like a donut and fast food now so that I can feel confident and hot this summer when I wear my bikini at the pool and at the beach. And just in general, on like a year-round daily basis, I want to feel and look my best. Sugar and like fried food makes me break out anyway. It makes me feel bloated. It makes me sleepy. It's not all about how I look. It does make me feel good. And so it doesn't, well, sugar does not make me feel good. And so I should not have it all the time. Think about what is your why and is it worth it to sacrifice Um, Is it worth the sacrifice that you're making? If it's a yes, then that's your motivation for doing the hard things, waking up early, making healthy choices, doing the workout, saying no to the person or to the the thing, having boundaries, not giving into peer pressure, being okay with feeling left out, knowing that what you're doing um, you need to do in order to be the person you want to be and live the life you want to live. Something as simple for me, for example, brushing my teeth at night was so hard for me to do for the longest time. Um, I stopped eating around 630, but I usually still have tea after that. Um, but now as soon as I'm done my tea for the night, I brush my teeth because, um, when I like wait to do it, like right before bed, I'm way too tired and it most likely won't happen. So I've just like made myself start doing that. It seems like something that's so easy to do. But when I'm like so tired, I don't even have the energy to brush my teeth at night. It's ridiculous. And so it's something that I've made myself start doing. Like as soon as I know I'm not drinking any more tea tonight, brush my teeth, even if I'm going to be up for a while longer. There is a book called The 12 Week Year. I watch Amy Landino's videos on YouTube and she did a video about this book. I have not read the whole book yet, but I watched her video on it and how she applied the book to her life. And it is so perfect to read at the beginning of the year because it talks about goals and not needing to always take a whole year to complete. Look at the things you want to do and how um, if you can do them a few months or even a few weeks do get those goals hit in a few months or a few weeks not a whole year are the things are there 
things and goals that you have that you can get done in the next 12 weeks that do not have to take the next 12 months. So look at what you want to do this year. See how fast you can actually hit some of your goals. Some of them will not take as long as you think that they need to take. You can hit some of your goals in the next 12 weeks and not the next 12 months. So check that book out. It's called The 12 Week Year. I highly recommend. Also look at ways to simplify your life and be more minimal. A ton of stuff often makes us feel more chaotic and more anxious. Even when we don't realize it, keep your space tidy, have a go-to grocery list, plan as much as possible, lay out your clothes the night before, or have your outfits out for the week. I typically wear the same version of the same outfit every day. And it makes my life so much easier. Avoid decision fatigue as much as possible by having your go-to things. I know a lot of people get bored by predictability, but make life easier on yourself by being consistent in your habits and in your routines. I promise life will throw you plenty of curveballs and changes throughout your days, weeks, months, and having your daily habits and routines will make the curveballs and the unplanned moments even more fun. I think I'm going to do a separate episode on having like fun and living a mundane life at the same time. I love little unplanned things and um, like things like a good phone call or running into someone and hanging out for a while or getting involved some, like getting invited somewhere and going somewhere new and not stressing so much when things come up because I know that I'm okay. When my mom passed, I was able to have like the mental clarity to handle everything I needed to get done because I was already in a good place before. Like I said, I was already in a healthy place. I had set myself up decent enough for a rainy day if something tragic and unexpected like that happened. Of course, nothing can fully prepare anyone to lose a parent and deal with grief, but it helps that I'm strong in my faith and my belief in God and I know how to take care of myself and I had good habits and saving my money and I know that I can journal and work out and have amazing friends and family to talk to when I need someone. I have hobbies that make me happy like working, doing this podcast, um, working out and I was able to have the boundaries with all of the people that show up out of nowhere like out of the blue when someone dies and the mental mental capacity to handle all that. It's not easy but already living a healthy and stable lifestyle and having a good routine and being in a good place, like I said um, before, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally. Lifestyle really is everything. When crazy life situations happen, it determines how you handle things, how you cope, how you move forward. I know my go-to things that make me happy. This is the perfect time of year to list things that genuinely make you happy because they can change from year to year and even season to season. I highly recommend making your happy list. (laughs) It sounds cheesy, but that's what I call it. If you want to call it something different, do it. But also... Um, not just a happy list, but a seasonal happy happy list, like things that are exclusive to the four seasons of the year. In the winter, of course, I love the Christmas movies and the music, but after the holidays are over and it's still winter, I like to still enjoy hot chocolate. I drink Swiss Simply Cocoa. The Simply one specifically is the only one I drink. It only has five ingredients. You guys know minimal ingredients are basically my love language at this point. In the winter, I also love reading more because I'm inside more. It's a good season to take care of the home and focus more on cooking and cleaning and getting rid of stuff. 
because I'm not going out as much because it's literally only 10, 10 degrees outside here. I'm not exaggerating. It's actually that cold here. I love a good soup in the winter. All things comfort, candles, making Pinterest boards, journaling. For me, creating content, planning more episodes, comfort movies and shows. I'm putting a real focus this year on seeing like classic movies and shows that I've never seen before. Like I literally just watched the Polar Express for the first time. I know it's like Christmas is over, but it's still like a winter movie and it's a classic. So I watched that for the first time. Um, I definitely had not seen that before. So I had to watch that and make a happy list, make a seasonal happy list so that you have things to look forward to each season post new year winter is different than like November or December winter because the holidays are over and that can be sad. So I have a few things the rest of have a few things the rest of this winter that you are looking looking forward to. The last thing I will say when it comes to being productive and having habits and routines, all this stuff is use what you already have. Try doing these things without buying anything else. Most of the, of the time you do not need anything else. You don't need um, more stuff, myself included. I know that I don't, I definitely don't need more stuff, especially not more clothes. Um, you don't need more gadgets, more journals, a planner, a calendar. You don't need a Stanley Cup. Nothing against the Stanley Cup, but God, like it's just taken over so much that it's so funny to me now. Um, challenge yourself to use what you already have to start achieving your goals. You'll realize that you don't need as much as you think you do. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it was a bit all over the place, but I kind of just wanted to really make sure that you guys know and um, have a better understanding that every single thing in your life affects all the other areas. And also that, you know, trying to live a healthy lifestyle and have those categories of your life, like I said, financial, spiritual, emotional, uh, all that's all of those categories of your life they really having um, being in a good place in all of those areas really really does help you when things happen in life that come up that are unexpected that are difficult that you have to deal with I've seen it in my own life through this season so um, that is it for this episode if you enjoyed it make sure that you are following this podcast and have this saved to your library so that you do not miss any episodes from me Also, make sure you share, rate, and review this podcast. It helps me out a ton. Direct message me anytime with questions or topics you want me to cover. My Instagram is at Mara P. Sullivan. You can also find me on Lemon 8 at Mara P. Sullivan, and you can message me on Lemon 8 too. Remember, no matter what your life might look like right now, do not forget to love. Happy New Year, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.